You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. I'm telling you, man, the best part of my day is finding the intro before the intro. I was geeking out like a little kid over here, cutting, <laughs> cutting up the Beverly Hills Cop theme song. Oh, what a great way to start your day. As always, if you don't know what it is, go check it out. I mean, it, it makes me sad to think people haven't seen Beverly Hills Cop, but, you know, just go check it out. It's Friday, you know, we'll put in that last day of work, come home, find it, watch it, and um, be enriched, be blessed. <laughs> oh boy, newsy day today, it is a newsy, newsy kind of day shockingly it's not actually all bad news i think i think most of it is maybe close just about all of it but i know there's at least some halfway good news in there so i i uh i'm glad beverly hills cop was the thing put me in a good mood because there's the potential that something just derails and we start going down a dark path but um we're gonna try to keep it light and kind of just dance our way through this field as delicately as possible. Because although on the surface, it looks real nice, right? Beautiful poppies or whatever. Not the heroin kind, the different kind that you can't make drugs out of. There's a stream and a brook. There's a deer off in the distance. Underneath all that, there's mines everywhere. Just littered with mines. That deer is done, by the way. I mean, it's just, it's just a matter of time. But, but if you took a snapshot right now beautiful scenery so let me try to keep it keep it light as always get in the facebook group like the facebook page thank you very much if you'd like to support the show you can uh, become a patron and you can do so for as little as a dollar a month what do you get for that i don't know man however i'll tell you this a couple things that i've already got in mind number one there will be a fantasy football season provided there is a season which it looks like there's going to be we'll get to that i mean it's always looked like there's going to be but it continues to look that way um the fantasy football season will be comprised of patrons those that want to participate so if you're halfway interested make sure you're in that group also in the youtube channel which i said is going to be partly or mostly green bay packers but also still a nfl draft channel i have a lot of interactive type stuff that i have planned over there um and again 
the top of the list of people who get to participate will be patrons and um, other people that maybe just off the top of my head know give money. Because again, I know some of you aren't into Patreon or whatever, but you know, whatever. Those are the people that are going to be getting first order of business. Priority support, if you will. Uh, What else? Five-star iTunes. Share the show. Talk to your friends. Go hand out flyers in your neighborhood. I don't have flyers for you. You're going to have to make them. Look, man, I, you know, I can't do everything for you. I'm sure there's a course you can take online. Flyer making for beginners. Probably uh, one of those free Harvard classes or something. I don't know. You'll you'll figure it out, man. Uh, but finally, it was relayed to me as of yesterday that the official launch of the Fan to Fan Network will be today at 4 o'clock, presumably Eastern Time, but I don't know. Just Let's just call it around the time you get home from work today. Fan to Fan Network will officially be a thing. What does that mean? I wish I knew, but um, it's just officially official. So the website I told you to go to, that you went there and found a bunch of problems with it, presumably, let's assume those are all gone, and um, I don't know, some other stuff. But definitely excited to be working with some of those fine folk. But why don't we take a break and um, very delicately, delicately talk about some news. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, so let's just get the uh, bombshell Washington Redskins thing out of the way. I'm sure you all saw what it was. There are 15 women who have come forward and talked about... um, very inappropriate behavior. I'll be completely honest. I didn't even read the article. I clicked on it. They said I have to pay for it. And I said, nah, I'll just wait for people to tell me what it says on Twitter. I read all the comments that came through. Maybe some of them I missed. I don't know. So again, I'm going to try to speed through this as quickly as possible. 
because the bottom line is it's it's a terrible thing now the the issue is some people are maybe a little bit concerned that this isn't going to get to the owner because there were expectations of thing i mean there were rumors coming out that this included you know owners coaches three people have basically been named that in and of itself is is shocking because the assumption was this is going to be dozens of people an entire organization that was you know indicted there were going to be you know serious legal charges for drugs up to and including like a uh, a kidnapping ring i mean just the the rumors that were out not that i i don't think too many people actually thought that was a thing but it was out there right as far as speculation and so when you hear that it's three specific people not like an entire organization although I'm, I'm sure there were implications but that's sort of the problem right we see this in politics all the time when something happens it's absolutely a scandal but you can't tie it to the highest people so you find a fall guy you cut him off say i didn't know anything about it and it's done i'm not specifically talking about any or administration by the way because i think it's been literally all of them literally at least the last two for sure so I think I've covered my bases on that. But that's the concern. Is it going to get to Schneider? Because he's already hired some kind of law firm, which of course is a sham, but to basically review um, their the way they conduct themselves or whatever. Because, I mean, it just... It, the bottom line is when it's three guys, you can't directly tie it to Schneider. Now, that doesn't mean he shouldn't go, and that doesn't mean they're not going to force him out. I think they should, and I think they will. And it's I'm not saying that just because I'm out for blood, just because I'm so offended and blah, 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 blah. No, that's, that's other people's business. That's what everybody else on Twitter is doing right now. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is when you have employees who feel that that's a, a thing that you can do comfortably, you feel that you can act in that way and not fear for any repercussions, this is a beyond toxic environment and schneider is at the head of that kind of environment so even if there's no direct tie to him doing something physically wrong and maybe there is again i would assume that would have been in one of the things i read it wasn't it sounds like though there is a culture there that is accepted and and, and here's the other thing the things that i told you about kind of vaguely um more directly point to schneider and some other people so in other words the things that we already knew or the rumors that were already out about the redskins were at least as bad in other words what we heard is kind of like everybody saying yeah we knew that that was happening or at least those rumors were already out i i didn't know about it until yesterday and then people started posting videos of things that were already all over espn and and that's the other thing people say well if you knew apparently everybody knew in other words it was public knowledge it's not like it was a hidden secret and some people were keeping it hidden it was on espn just because you and i didn't watch the episode doesn't mean people are covering it up it's on television it's all over reddit it's all over twitter it's all over the fan bases apparently already knew 10 12 different things that apparently were going on nobody was covering this up apparently this has been a, a well-known thing publicly for a long time i you know and that's that's the other the, the final thing and then i'm getting off it stop trying to misunderstand people i don't know why somebody there are a certain subset of people who don't have the ability to simply go online and say this is a terrible thing they have to go out and say this is a terrible thing and all of you are terrible people just starting fights for no reason i don't understand it perfect exa- and this is when I, I i logged off of twitter yesterday officially 
um, Darren Ravel, Roval, whatever his name is. I don't know who the guy is. I don't know anything about him. I, I can tell, and the, the only reason I put that caveat in there is I can tell he is a hated person online. So he's probably got a checkered past or something. I don't know. I don't. I'm not defending the guy. I don't care. But he came out with a statement saying, "Sorry, fans, but it doesn't look like this is going to be enough to oust Schneider." That was his tweet. There is some lady online who is seemingly leading the charge on the outrage over this, who started off just being outraged and has turned it into a way to attack people who did nothing wrong, so congrats to her on that. But her and a bunch of other people twisted what he said into, the fans don't think that this is enough for them. This isn't enough entertainment for them. Literally not what he said. This is basic reading comprehension. You're attacking this guy and Washington Redskins fans... For no reason. Nobody said anything about entertainment. Literally nobody's talking about that. The only statement he made that a lot of people are making is that, oh shoot, this might not be enough to get that scumbag out. Redskins fans are upset because they want that loser, that disgusting other words that I can't say, out. And they wanted this to be bigger so that they could get him out officially because you already know there's bigger things than this going on. And they wanted it in the article, in print, so they can get him out. It's not that they wanted more things. It's that things are happening. And, and, and you're, you're, I know you're not stupid, but you're pretending you're stupid so that you can attack people. Oh, this isn't enough entertainment for you? That's disgusting. Literally not what he said. He said, unfortunately, this isn't enough to get him out. He's apologizing to the fans because the fans want him gone. Everybody's on your side, lady. Just how unbelievably insufferable everybody comes becomes. You people are all sick. Everybody, all the, all you media people, you already knew. You knew this and you kept it quiet. How do you know that? You mean the information was leaked and they kept it quiet for like five minutes so that the article could be could come out without, you know, you ruining all the information before it comes out? Or are you saying they knew beforehand? Because I don't think there's any information about that either. Again, just making stuff up. Why do we have to turn it into this big overarching thing in which 90% of the population... Maybe it's because it makes you feel like more of a hero. If the whole world is like this evil enterprise, then you get to be one of the elite few super strong superheroes that is against assault. Sorry, but it turns out just about everybody is. You don't get to be a super special superhero on this one. Everybody's against it. Stop being a jerk. Stop trying to push people into the you like this category. It's just baffles. That's what half of the people on there are doing. They're trying to push people. They're trying to push an entire fan base and saying that you all like what happened here. You all accept it. All men in media, all Redskins fans, all... All men in sports you're all just disgusting horrible evil pigs oh my goodness grow up bad people are the bad people that's it that's all that's all there and that's all we need to say people that do bad things are bad people and they need to be held accountable that's it those three people and anybody in leadership that allows that kind of environment schneider probably should go i mean schneider needs to go and those three need to be brought up on whatever charges based on whatever they did. We don't need to take it any further. Not everything needs to split this country in half where we push all these people as far as we can into the you're a bunch of 
piles of garbage, which causes a violent reaction the other direction, because guess what? People don't like being told that they like assault. Turns out that makes us a little bit upset. Don't, don't do that. That's a garbage thing to do. Knock it off. Everybody agrees this is a bad thing. Everything has to get turned into this lame political bumper sticker slogan. Stop making everything dumb. It's simple. They did something illegal. They should go to jail. They did something illicit. They should be reprimanded, fired, forced out. Can we just handle business responsibly? Does everything have to turn into some kind of weird revolution? These guys did something wrong. Go to jail. Okay, cool. If these things are going on, people need to speak out. Yes, I agree. They should. And I'm very sorry to anybody else that's experienced that. If you're experiencing it, guess what? You should probably go tell somebody. I've never seen it, so I, don't, I can't relate. I've worked with just about all guys. I've never seen in my life guys treating women that way. Ever. Guys with some of the worst, most vile sense of humor you've ever seen in your life. And they never would treat women in the workplace that way. Never have. So I can't relate. I don't know. Everybody I've worked with would absolutely stand up and say something if somebody did some kind of a assault against a woman. That wouldn't even be a question. More than likely, the guy would end up getting assaulted. So yeah, absolutely. You see something, say something. If somebody does something wrong or, or illegal, they need to go to jail. But don't call good guys bad guys. That makes you a jerk. End of story. Stop it. On that note, by the way, um, if I happen to unfollow you on Twitter, which there's a 99% chance I will, please don't be offended by that. Similar to how I've wiped out my entire YouTube and just started adding people that are in this network and stuff, um, I've realized that YouTube or Twitter is there or should be there to serve a purpose. Twitter is there because I have a, a job to do. And when I first got on Twitter, I just followed everybody. And I realized, I, man, I, I had followed like 5,000 people over the course of whatever. And I've realized there's probably like, I don't know, 100 maybe that I want to follow. And I don't mean follow in terms of like we're friends. We can still be friends, but Twitter is a tool and it helps me do a job. And I need to reduce it down to that. Twitter doesn't need to be all this other stuff. I don't need to see anything everybody else is saying. So if I have unfollowed you, I'm sorry. If I haven't, I probably will in the near future. Just, you know, crazy. Again, I just went on Twitter to get information and I got all that and I had to leave because it's like you people are just the worst. But anyways, hopefully that whole thing calms down and through this, Schneider isn't able to weasel his way. And, and that's what he's doing. By hiring this firm, he's distancing himself from those people. He fired everybody, which was him saying, I didn't know. And as soon as I found out and was made aware, I fired them. The one guy ended up retiring. I don't, I don't know, whatever. But now he's doing the quote-unquote responsible thing and, and doing what you know probably should have been done a long time ago. But again, it, it's, I don't know, we'll see. It's, it's like anything else. It'll be down to the wire. But I think from what it sounds like, again, this is rumors that apparently the, the rumors about this story were untrue. Maybe the rumors about everything else are untrue too, but it sounds like a lot of the other owners don't like him and want him out, and this is an opportunity to do so. So we'll see. I don't know. Clearly the owners don't like this kind of publicity. Whether And this is the thing. Nobody wants this. If you are an owner that does things the right way, treats people with respect, you don't want this garbage in the league. If you're a sleaze bag and you're also doing this kind of stuff, you also don't want this 
I mean, it's not that you don't want it in the league. You don't want this public. So you need to get out there and say, I want him out. And then hopefully they, you know, understand that this is going to not end well if you don't knock it off and stop. But the, the bottom line is, out of the other 31 teams, I would assume all of them, if something got started saying, we want Schneider out, everybody jumps on that. I don't think anybody, even if they don't want him out. I mean, it's just you can't not sign your name on it. So I think he's going to be out. I don't know. I hope he is. I think they need a fresh restart. I'm sorry for the folks that are local to D.C. They might just need to get out of the city. I, you know, stadium is trash. The owner is trash. The team is trash. But, you know, there's some pieces there, like Chase Young. <laughs> maybe. Maybe he's not good. I don't know. We'll see. But you got a good coach. Got a couple good players. Just fresh start, man. Get a fresh start. Get out of there. And again, if, you're, if your goal on Twitter right now is to try to prove that you are one of the, the few superheroes, please just stop. We know you don't like it. I don't like it. Everybody else on Twitter doesn't like it. Even the guy on Twitter who's being a troll saying he likes it, which I don't know if those people exist, but I'm sure someone... Oh, I saw one guy said he liked it. Even he doesn't like it. He's just being an idiot. He's just saying that to make you angry. Nobody likes it. I mean, there's at least three people, but come on now. Come on now. It's amazing. Even, even, we can't even have unifying moments because there are a certain subset of people who make it their mission to make sure that we can't unify on something. It's just, it's just a mission. Everybody agrees this isn't good. Everybody agrees Schneider needs to go, but yet we're fighting about it. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Grow up. Stand around, pat each other on the back, get a life. Well, that went well. I feel like we might have we might have clipped a landmine or two, but you know, I don't know. It is what it is. Sometimes people just need to be yelled at, especially people that have been walking around with their chest out for the last twenty four hours about how great a person they are. It feels good to tell you you're not a good person because you haven't been. You've been a complete, let's just say, completely terrible person for the last twenty four hours. You've been insufferable and mean and rude and vile. And you need to knock it off. And stop feeling good about that, because it's not a, something to feel good about. Alright, anyways, what's next? A little bit of extra information on the Dak Prescott thing that I found surprising, and I thought it maybe was a incorrect thing. But um, Ian Rappaport tweeted out, With Dak Prescott and the Cowboys not reaching a long-term deal, he joins Drew Brees, 2005 with San Diego, and Kirk Cousins, 2006 and 2016 and 17 with Washington, as the only quarterbacks to ever play out a season on the franchise tag. That's kind of shocking to me. But the more I think about it, and maybe I'm wrong, there might be a situation that's out there that I just can't think of, but I was, I was driving home and I was thinking about it, it seems to me like the franchise tag is the result of being irresponsible, right? You're just not doing a good job as a team. I suppose the other situation would be the, the player is being unreasonable. But really, it comes down to two things. You either need to be able to let go or acknowledge that this guy is what you want and pay him, right? I mean, especially in terms of quarterbacks. Right, is Dak Prescott the future or not? If he's not, the franchise tag is way too much money. If he is, shame on you for not getting this deal done. And I don't I don't really see, especially with quarterbacks, let's just leave it at quarterbacks. I don't know. So much nuance out there. I, I, I just I can't think of a scenario. Right? We, we we need Dak because he's he's our hope for winning a Super Bowl. Well then then pay the guy. 
unless you just think he's about to fall apart for some reason, you know, he's got this injury that's just like a ticking time bomb. I, I don't I don't know what one year does. It it just makes him really expensive. If if the goal is, and again, maybe the situation is Dak is just being too unreasonable, and it kind of sounds like that's what it is. There's a lot of debate about that, but it kind of sounds like Dak was offered a reasonable amount of money based on his talent level, but he's looking at it and saying this is this is nonsense. Look at the guys who are getting paid. Look at what you know um, Russell Wilson got. Look at what especially Pat Mahomes got. Not even saying he wants Pat Mahomes money, but you know I should be in line to be the next highest paid guy. And 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 there's some argument for that because we've seen guys that aren't very good who kind of just get the next biggest contract because that's just what you do with quarterbacks. Now, obviously, he's not going to pass Pat Mahomes. We've got to leave that out of the equation. But he kind of feels entitled to, I just I need, I need should be getting that next giant contract. And the Cowboys are, are offering him, look, this is what you're worth and this is what we want to give you. But at the end of the day, when you think about the total amount of money you're going to be paying Dak, the only thing that's going to happen is, number one, you franchise tag a guy that's not going to be sticking around, which if you look at the two examples, neither of those guys stuck around. Now, both of them, as quarterbacks, benefited greatly. The teams did not. Washington didn't come out ahead with Kirk Cousins. San Diego didn't come out ahead with Drew Brees. But the following teams did, and the quarterbacks did. So it's entirely possible, if history repeats itself, Dak is going elsewhere, and he's going to do just fine for himself especially financially, but also, I mean, those are two very good quarterbacks. I mean, Kirk Cousins is doing great. I mean, he's not bad. He's not Breeze, but, you know, he's doing a good job in Minnesota, and he's making buku bucks. But even if he does stick around, what 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 is the benefit of that? It's like buying something with a high-interest credit card when you have the cash to pay for it. You, you, why? Just Just buy the thing. Why are you racking up extra money unnecessarily? You're paying this massive franchise tag, and then next year, when his when his the price tag goes up, because it just well, you know what? Does it though? Does it go up? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe that's the ploy. We're not signing everybody because now the the price goes down, and if we sign you next year, you become less expensive. I don't know. That I mean, that's not going to help you lock up Dak. Dak is just going to be like, forget you. You want to play these games and now offer me less? I'm going elsewhere. I'll even if I'm even if I'm worth less, even if Everybody pays me less. I'm going somewhere else. But now I'm getting way down into the future. I can already see this becoming a scandal. Because Dak is worth X. Dak thinks he's worth like X plus $9 million or whatever. Next year, Dak is going to think he's worth X plus $9 million. Let's just say he keeps it the same. However, the league is going to value him at X minus about $4 million. So what happens now? Now you get sort of a Cam Newton situation where um, he wants more money than anybody's willing to offer him. He's going to float out there. He's not going to be able to find a job, and everybody who doesn't know how to think properly is going to say that this is some kind of a scandal. This man can't find a job. This is this is an outrage. He should be able to get a job in the NFL, blah, 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 blah. There are 32 teams that want, well, not 32 teams. Everybody would love to have Dak on their team. It's a question of for how much. Obviously, for a lot of teams that have quarterbacks already better than Dak, he'd be a backup. They wouldn't pay him very much at all. But leaving them aside, teams that need it, you know, the, the, the Colts would love to have him. The Bucks, I think, would love to have him. You know, Brady's not going to be there very long. Uh, Phillip Rivers isn't going to be there very long. Possibly the Redskins, if they're wanting to move on from Haskins. The Patriots. Oh, my goodness, would the Patriots love to have him. But again, he's worth what he's worth. I mean, it's kind of like 
you know, if you if you sell something on eBay, you know how you sell things on eBay? You you get an item, then you look at what they've sold for. You find it, you find solds, and you see that these things sell for about fourteen dollars. If you list it for forty, you're just not going to sell it. It's not because everybody hates your item. It's not because nobody wants what you have. It's that you're overpricing it. Now, to be fair, my wife, I, I swear, we cannot do eBay together, but she always overprices everything. She'll find that one guy who sold it for 40 and say, boom, we're listing it for 40 But the thing is, a lot of times it does sell for 40 But still, it's like, why do you do that? I just want to get rid of this thing. I want to just turn a profit. I bought it for 4 I want to sell it for 14 I'm good with that. And I want it gone in like a week. I don't want to hold on to it for three months for $40. I just, point is, I'm, I've, I wonder about that. And I wonder about that across the league. If everybody's value drops, and again, this isn't based on who they are as players, right? It works the other way too. Well, that's not fair. Their their value as human beings hasn't lessened, which I'm sure is a bumper sticker statement that somebody would make, which is just stupid. Right. But their value didn't increase as much as the salary cap did anyway. It's, it's all just tied to the cap. The reason Guys who are quarterbacks today get paid. You know, Brett Favre got ten million, and Aaron Rodgers gets thirty million. Just rounding, isn't because Aaron Rodgers is three times better than Brett Favre ever was. It's because the amount of money just keeps going up. When the amount of money goes down, your worth as a football player goes down because it's tied to the cap. And I just wonder how many players are just not going to be super thrilled with that. But, you know, again, you don't have an option. Which kind of brings me to the next thing, and I'm very confused by this. Um, There's no doubt that there's going to be a financial hit coming. With the stadiums maybe at best like half full, which is even that is a stretch. The league is going to be losing out on money. And and it sounds like one of the points of contention between the players' association, I don't want to say the players because I think the players' association doesn't really represent the majority of players, but that's a separate issue. The Players Association and the league is the league wants to take one big hit now and then move on, which, to be completely honest, that's how I operate. Right? I'm not a minimum payments kind of guy. If, if, if we have a bill and it's a big bill and we have the money, I'm just going to pay it because I don't want to have to pay this next month and the month after that and the month after that for like two years. I, I refuse. I'm not paying this for two years. I don't want this lingering. For, get rid of it now. But the big issue is we're talking about, um, and, and there's so many variables, but it was something to the effect of a 50 to 70 million dollar cap hit. I don't, I don't know that there are hardly any teams that can manage that. Now, again, the the problem is, and and this is what I've I talked about this a while ago. There's going to be sort of almost a restructuring, and it's going to be a a wild thing. And and maybe I'm I'm misunderstanding, but let's just play this out. Packers can't afford a $70 million cap hit, so they have to cut players to make that work. So you cut a bunch of high-priced players, and then what? Nobody can afford them. Well, what happens is they leave, their value goes down, and they re-sign elsewhere. So you got guys making $18 million, they leave, nobody can pay, afford to pay them, and so the offers they're getting are $13, $14 million, $15 million, whatever, and that's the best offers they're getting. Guys that were getting paid, you know, eight million are getting pay- offered now four or five million dollar contracts. Meaning, if the players see this coming ahead of time, and if they're smart, teams are essentially going to offer, you know, maybe re- well, what, what, actually, what it would be is a restructure. 
where we're going to push your money out. And we restructure everybody's contract to push money back to when we start making money, which actually it's fine. And really, honestly, with a restructuring, a lot of times you give them a big cash payment. We're going to give you cash in your hand and defer some of that money backwards. So it's kind of win-win for everybody. It's more guaranteed money for the player. It's more cash in the player's hand. It's less of a cap hit for the team this year, but it causes more problems down the road. But down the road, the cap starts to go back up and it moves up relatively quickly because it's it's a it's a one year sort of we'll call it inflated although it's technically deflated it's a it's a deflated cap hit it's it's a artificial cap hit it not only goes back up to what it was it goes back up to what it would be in 2022 so it is a you know like a 140 million dollar cap increase or something just stupid right because you add the 70 back on you add what the 2021 increase would have been you add the 2022 increase just call it a flat-out $100 million cap increase. So now you can afford to pay this. Because remember, if you remove coronavirus, there's supposedly going to be a massive increase in revenue because of the new television deals that are going to be getting negotiated or, or whatever, or have been negotiated. I don't know. Lots and lots and lots and lots of money. So I actually think that makes sense. But maybe the, the players just don't want to take that hit. They don't want... I don't know. Again, there's a ton of nuance. Maybe I'm missing something. But that that makes sense to me. Take the hit now. Don't drag this up because the problem is if we do it the other way, I think it hurts the players because rather than one big hit and a bunch of restructures, what you're going to get is a slow decrease over the years of a slow roll. So instead of 200 million, then it goes to 196, then it goes to 192, then it goes to one, you know, whatever. And maybe it starts to curve back up because there is the natural increase in revenue working against the repayment of the loans you know we can call it that but the players are just going to consistently be devalued and again we see a situation where you got the big time players that say nope i don't want this one time big hit because i'm at the end of my career whereas the the we'll call them the lesser players the younger players who are looking to get that next big contract probably do want the one time big hit because by the time my contract comes up the the the, the league is flush with cash and I can get my big contract. I'm a wide receiver that can get a $22 million contract. I'm a quarterback that's looking at getting a $40 million a year contract. I don't want the league trending downward. I want it going back upward. Let's get this out of the way now. Again, I might be missing some pieces. I'm just thinking through it now. That makes the most sense. Again, we can't weather a storm of $70 million. No teams can do that. It's going to cause a massive ripple in 2021. It'll probably cause some players to go bye-bye. But I think a lot of players should take a restructuring because, again, it means more guaranteed money and that guaranteed money goes directly into your pocket. And if you refuse, there's a good chance it means you're getting cut. And if you get cut, there's because everybody just took a $70 million cap hit, you're not getting a pay raise anywhere. All your guaranteed money is or any money that was about to be guaranteed or anything beyond the guaranteed money is gone. All that money's gone. You're not getting any more of it because you just got cut. And now you're about to get a smaller contract with another team, and that contract is going to be locked in. So you're going to be forced to sign a one-year small contract because you're not going to want to sign a long-term contract based on today's money, which is garbage. Unless, of course, the structure of it is small now, big later, which is all the team that wanted to restructure your contract was trying to do anyways. So I don't know. I, I, I guess I don't... I'd like to actually hear the arguments from both sides, but just thinking through it now the one-time hit kind of does make sense. It's it's painful and it's scary and it's going to kind of cause 2021 to be kind of messed up like 2020 is. 
but hopefully that means by 2022, everything is 100,000% back in order. Everything is back to normal, completely, totally. No more of this hiding in our houses, wearing masks, don't touch anything, don't talk to anyone, don't go visit people. No more crazy salary cap nonsense, no more fighting between the owners and the players and the whatever. Just, just football. Just regular old, plain, boring football with a normal size salary cap increase and the normal, boring way of life that we've become accustomed to. I just want normal and boring again. And if we can get 100% normal and boring by 2022 and not drag this out for 10 years, I would prefer that. Now, if you're ready for some good news, which I told you there was going to be a little bit, um, actually, one more bad news. (laughs) We're... We're, uh, I believe we're down to one preseason game now. Now, listen, I think most people have resigned themselves to the fact that there's not going to be a preseason. And so if we just look at it from that angle, I, I think it's okay. I think we're kind of starting to come at it from both sides. On one side, we're eroding, eroding, you know, the Hall of Fame game down to two preseason games, down to one preseason game, and it'll probably go down to zero preseason games. But on the other side, on the we are going to have a season side, on the, you know, week one, we're ready to go, it is kind of like closing in on both sides, and I think we're going to meet right before week one. So anyways, the uh, there was a tweet from Tom Pelissero, who's the guy that's been all over this. He was tweeting out all the information about the, uh, the NFLPA negotiations, all that stuff. Uh, also, he says, the Chiefs are telling players camp is a go with rookies and quarterbacks to report for COVID-19 testing Monday, sources tell me, and Ian Rappaport. There's no agreement on outstanding issues between NFL and NFLPA, I'm told, but team has right under new CBA to tell players to report. That then was followed by this tweet, uh, this one here. This one is from Adam Schefter, says, Texans have been given a go-ahead to start bringing rookies into their training facility on Monday, July 20th for COVID testing and then the onboard process per source. Now, it's good news because teams are moving forward with training camp, etc., etc. The Green Bay Packers, by the way, Um, According to Aaron Jones via the Pat McAfee show, said as far as he knows, talking about Aaron Jones, the team is still planning to meet uh, for camp on the 28th. So it sounds like the teams are starting to give the official go-aheads, we're going to be meeting, whatever. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff you got to figure out, legalities and and procedures you got to work it out with the NFLPA you got to work it out with the league you got to work it out with your state you got to work it out with your city there's all these boxes you got to check and the teams got to say okay just just making sure we're clear here and then you got to look over every single thing that you are planning to do and make sure that every single individual exercise work I mean think about it they got to go to the gym they got to go to do the all the different processes that you have to put in place for each individual your, your meetings you know, can we sit next to I don't know you know all this stuff you got to figure out but Again, one of the things that I've been saying is we have to be calm about the fact that some guys are going to test positive. The fact that we have a bunch of players rushing back to their facilities to all be tested at the exact same time, roughly, means there's going to be a spike in cases. Not because there's actually a spike, it just means that we're actually catching them now. Meaning guys have probably caught this and have run, you know, like, uh, what was it, Ezekiel Elliott. The only reason we know that he got it is because apparently he got tested. Don't really know why, but he did. He didn't have any symptoms. There are probably other guys who have got it, didn't have symptoms, and we didn't know. All the guys that have it and don't have symptoms are going to go to the facility. They're going to get tested. They're going to get found out about. What I don't want is for there to be a quote-unquote spike, which is not actually a spike. It's a fake spike. It's the exact same amount of people with the disease. We're just now finding out about it. 
but we're going to call it a spike, pretend it's a spike, and then say, oh, there's no season now. It's not a spike. Let's not be dumb. It becomes a spike when we test everybody and we test everybody regularly, and there's an increase in the amount of people who are getting it than there was before. We don't have a baseline before. We're about to get a baseline. When everybody comes in and gets tested, we're going to get a baseline. That's all it is. It's not a spike, it's a baseline. So please, I'm begging you, if we get a report that 15 players have coronavirus, do not go on Twitter and say, oh my goodness, this is outrageous, there's, there's now 15. This is more than we've had. Be- there were only 15 before. This is a 100% increase. <laughs> because you don't know how numbers work. Don't do that. Do not cause a panic when there doesn't need to be a panic because you're going to ruin the football season. If 15 people test positive, that means 15 people are going to be isolated And for two weeks, they're not going to be around anybody. And after two weeks, they're going to be good to go. And they're not going to have coronavirus for the season. Big old thumbs up. It's fine. And remember, we're not talking about people that are deathly ill. We're talking about people that didn't even know they had it. So don't give me any of this nonsense about I'm being insensitive. I'm talking about people with zero symptoms. Relax. I've seriously had it up to my teeth with the outrage folks. People that are offended by everything. You need to relax, calm down, please relax. And I know because I'm, I, I, every time I talk about it, I, I hear about how insensitive I'm being. There's going to be a report of X amount of people getting this disease because they're all coming to one place to be tested at one time. It's just common sense. <sighs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm very worried. I mean, this is, this is, it's it, it, razor thin, man. We're, we're walking on razor-thin ice with this league starting up. And there are so many factors. I just don't want things that don't need to be a factor becoming a factor because people don't know how to think because I'm just going to lose it. As a general rule, unless it's a big deal, don't make it a big deal. Finding out what the baseline is is not a big deal. Please, 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 please. (sighs) All right. Um, I guess the final news... And again, it's not really news, but it's just kind of an official thing. Uh, the Packers uh, training camp, family night, preseason, if there are any preseason games, no fans allowed. Again, that was kind of a no-brainer. Pretty sure we already knew about training camp a while ago, but I family night, I, I, don't, I don't know. Family night isn't even that interesting anymore when they turn it into a practice. Now you're going to remove the, the... I mean, are you still going to do like music and a laser show and fireworks with nobody in the stands? I mean, I'm assuming if you're calling it family night, it's still going to be a televised event. Otherwise... There just isn't a family night, right? I don't know. This article says it's going to be televised. It's it's just weird. I don't. We got to get used to weird, I guess. There might be televised football games with no fans in the stands, anyway. So we got to. That'll be a good intro into how really weird this is going to be. Hopefully the the they get the camera down because the camera needs to stay on the field, stay off the stands. If you can do that, maybe pump in a little bit of noise. It doesn't even have to be on the field. Pump it in just through the speakers for the television crew. I mean, for the viewing audience. So weird. I don't know. It's, it's all right. It's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out. We're gonna figure it out. Please, please let us figure this out. <laughs> so weird. Everything's so weird right now. Anyways, I I gotta wrap it up there. There's a couple other little things, but we'll save that for another time. Again, we'll. I like to package all the bad news into one thing and just leave it there. And obviously, when you talk about assault, and then turn that into a Twitter discussion, and then talk about COVID. There's no point talking about any more positive stuff. Just, we'll leave that for another day. But hey, listen. The bad guys got caught in Washington. 
Washington more than likely is going to be changing their name, moving, getting a better organization. Hopefully Schneider is going to be out. Football looks like it's still going to be a thing. Maybe not the way we're used to it, but it's still going to be a thing. There you go. There's your good news for the day. Bada boom. I can't expand on that because it becomes bad news quickly, but there's your good news for the day. So anyways, I'm not planning a uh, podcast for the weekend as has been the thing, but um, assuming I get my equipment, watch out for a YouTube channel or a YouTube video on Pack Daddy NFL. That is my YouTube channel, so go subscribe over there. I'm going to start pumping those out. What is this horror movie that is playing on my computer screen? It's random. Anyways, have a great Friday. I'll talk to you Monday. Bye-bye.